0: Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. Welcome to a special episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Today we're joined by Dr. Mitch Babcock. And for those of you don't know, Mitch is a physical therapist and a CrossFit coach. He's the owner of a private practice in Fitton, Michigan called Fitness TX. And that stands for treatment, not Texas, for all you non-health care listeners. <laughs> so Mitch was recently voted one of the top 40 most influential PTs in the world. Mitch is also an instructor for the Institute of Clinical Excellence, where he teaches the clinical management of fitness athletes section. And Mitch is actually coming to our own backyard here in about a month and teaching the Fitness Athlete Live Weekend Seminar at Carolina CrossFit on March 10th 11th. And uh, he's going to be joined by Ryan Smith and actually Zach Long as well, too. So that's going to be a great weekend. And we'll definitely dive into that a little bit later. But Mitch, thanks for joining us. How are you today?
1: I'm fantastic, especially after that intro. That might be one of the best ones to date. There's only, there's only about three or four total on these podcasts. But that, that, that ranks right up there.
0: Awesome. Well, we're glad to have you here. Uh, so let's start out by talking about your story. Why did you stop to physical therapist, and how did you get to where you are today? Because you've had a lot of success in a short amount of time.
1: It's so funny because um, most people that I talk to that are PTs are like, yeah, I tore my ACL in high school, and I met this really cool PT, and you know, he or she you know persuaded me to, to really pursue this. I didn't have a drop of physical therapy, and, and to this day, I still have um so that was definitely not my trajectory. I I kind of had a passion for sports and training in high school like most people do like a lot of people do I think. I guess I wouldn't say most, uh, it's pretty diverse, but a lot of people kind of find, you know, that passion early on and I was one of those. Uh kind of floated into undergrad as an undecided degree and um, in a communications course gave a five-minute talk on whatever I wanted. That was kind of the, the, the rubric, and I decided to do it on the, the benefits of exercise. And it was after that, that speech that I decided I was going to do an exercise science major um, but didn't want to stop there. I just kind of had this urge to, like, uh, where, where can I go deeper with this other than just a exercise science degree? And that, you know, from a little research, I was like, man, PT sounds cool. Uh, Grad school, you know, you can kind of solve some complex issues that people have going on. And from my standpoint, like, keep people training. Like, if you're if you're in the gyms enough, if you're training enough, people are always talking about their issues and what's holding them back. So it was was a good option to to go at that route and kind of pursue that. So. You know, I did four years at Saginaw Valley State University um, in Michigan um, and then pursued my doctorate degree at the University of Michigan at the Flint campus and um, knocked that out, graduated in August of 2016, and I've just been super fortunate to meet a lot of just great mentors along the way, which I think is the case for most people who, um, that you hear of performing at a really high level. Um, it's because they stand on the shoulders of giants and I've been super fortunate uh, to be one of those all through my undergrad. I've had really good mentors carried that through with grad school, um, with in-person professors and mentors there. And also, uh, the online networking, uh, which is really where I found Jeff Moore and some other mentors, um, that have kind of carried me forward after grad school.
0: Awesome. Now, is it correct that you actually opened up your practice right out of school? Was that your first job?
1: Yeah, super crazy, right?
0: <laughs>
1: bold, bold move, yeah. I love it.
0: Bold move, Cotton. Let's yeah. see how this plays out. Well, yeah. So that, that's awesome, man. What, what were the motiva- motivating factors for taking a week and doing that? Um,
1: I, so I had a lot of time to think on it. It's not like I just like graduation, I think I'll start this on my own. It was kind of I, I was leaning that way. And it was lack of, I guess, finding another opportunity nearby that was going to closely rival that and also finding a really good opportunity to, to fire it up and get started for really low really low overhead so um you know i ran in some good crossfit coaches that are on a crossfit seminar staff and we were you know, i was training out of their facility and they just so happened to have this little eight foot by 14 foot space that was being unutilized that fit a treatment table really nicely um, And along the journey of of completing grad school, I knew that I was going to step out and kind of do this in a CrossFit type environment. And from where I was standing, it's like if if not now, when? You know, it's it's like man, you say you're going to do it, and then what? What happens? You get married, you have kids, you have responsibilities, you got a mortgage, you got a car payment. It, It becomes really hard to. to 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 make that jump, and you hear a lot of people still still do and are and are successful, but there's a lot more on the line. And at the time, it was just me, man. No car payment, like just needed to scrap up enough money for like rent, you know, and and like some groceries. So it was like it was a good time to kind of roll that dice from where I was standing. Um, So all those factors combined, alongside of like, man, I really feel like I can help people. Do I think I'm the best? Do I think I'm a fellow or residency trained? Absolutely not, but. I've had a lot of good mentors. I've learned a lot. I have a lot of resources in my back pocket and people to ask if I get into deep water, but I truly just think that I can help people, um, you know, with some low hanging fruit, knock some stuff. out, get to them before things got too bad. And that was kind of, that was the only motivation I guess I needed. Um, kind of chose to look at the positives versus look at all, all all the negatives or all the cons or like all the things I don't know.
0: I was looking at all the things I did know. So
1: whether that just be ignorance or whatever it, um, it was kind of the driving force.
0: Yeah, you don't hear of a lot of people doing that fresh out of school. Did you get any criticism from your peers or say any seasoned PTs for doing that? Not a lot. A lot. Yeah. And I actually spoke with Jerry Durham on uh, his podcast,
1: if you guys tuned into his healthcare disruption podcast, but we had a a, a chat essentially about that, about like, man, all the pushback and most of it is like, what are you doing? Like (laughs) you're not ready. You need more time. You need, you need hands on more patients. You need mentors. You need years of being in the trenches before you step out on your own. And I'm not disagreeing with that by any means. Um, You know, there's a lot that I still don't know. I think, I think most humble PTs can relate to that. But at the same point, like I was saying, like, man, I I think there's a lot of stuff that I can't help, you know, some minor mechanical shoulder pain or some, you know, acute low back pain that I can, you know, put a stop to kind of early and then try to figure out the rest on the way. So I I guess I just chose not to listen to all that.
0: That's good, man, because, you know, this profession, I think we put a lot of value in experience and seniority and and we put a lot of value in seniority, excuse me, and experience. And sometimes we don't like to admit that a fresh perspective can be better. And I think what you're doing is great, man. Um, I'm continually impressed by what newer grads like you are putting out there between continuing education courses, opening up practice, putting out content all the time. I think it makes us all look better. And you know, to be honest with you, we've seen that the profession really isn't changing for the better from the macro level. And I honestly think it's going to be a grassroots effort to make us all better. Um, and from a business standpoint, the world's still going to the bold. So keep doing what you're doing.
1: I appreciate it, man. I think you know. I, I take a lot of advice from Jeff. Jeff's Jeff's probably my closest mentor. Jeff Moore, who's the, the, the founder and CEO of Ice Physio, at the Institute of Clinical Excellence. But you know, he says a lot. Like, stay in your lane and drive really fast. And if you if you look at what I put out content wise, continuing ed course material, I'm not the, I'm not out there on the circuit talking about you know chronic pain management. I'm not out there on the circuit talking about you know really complex musculoskeletal stuff that that might take really years of clinical practice to really diagnose and understand and really teach at a high level. And the same with my Instagram account, man, what I put out is what I live and do every day. And I'm getting hundreds of thousands of repetitions with it. It's, it's loaded movements, it's CrossFit based movements, it's, it's strength training, it's, it's, it's mobility drills or movement drills that may help with that. And so, uh, you know, my focus is to try to stay in my lane and, and, and really provide as much value there as I can. And what people aren't seeing is that I'm drinking so much, up you know i'm a sponge for everything else behind the scenes you know i'm i'm taking these courses as much as i am promoting them you know what i mean so um th- that's that's the hidden piece that uh, that a lot of people kind of overlooked i think
0: well um can you tell us a little about your business model this is a cash-based practice correct
1: correct yeah i'm up here in michigan so i got started um in a gym that i that i didn't own i just coached at in um, kind of like swap services, if you will, coach kind of for the ability to set up business and start reading. And that's kind of how I got started. In the last, um, say, four to six months or so, I've transitioned into uh, a gym across town, a sister affiliate, where I stepped in as the the gym manager. So I am a, i I'm the head of operations essentially at that, at that facility coaching development. Um, I coach anywhere from 10 to 12 hours a week, 10 to 12 classes a week. And then the rest of my time is devoted to either, you know, the, the, the marketing and the, the content production from the gym standpoint, and also the treatment, marketing content promotion from my practice so there's a lot of uh, rods in the fire if you will but my practice is outside of the gym that I work at full-time so it's there's a lot of consilience there you know with with where I treat and where I coach and kind of managing a lot of those athletes from that standpoint if you ask me where my focus lies it's with the gym and you know if you ask me to define myself I'll say I'm a coach first because I just I think that we can have such a bigger impact there you know, I value what I can do one-on-one, but I also value what I can do one-on-20 one-on-twenty or one-on-25. And I think that that, uh, that, that, fires me up a lot more. And so I really focused on, you know, just bringing the best value to the gym as, as I can, um, helping our coaching staff develop as much as we can collectively so that the product for our members is good. And then my PT services essentially supplement the success of the gym, um, from that standpoint.
0: Awesome. So, for anyone listening who might be interested in doing what you do—that is, being a successful private practice owner—what would you say are maybe one or two key factors that have made you successful? That make you stand out from everyone else? <laughs> well,
1: well, let's first define success as like still keeping the doors open, right? So,
0: <laughs>
1: stay in my lane. You don't see me. You don't see me putting out a product on uh, how to how to form a six figure cash PT practice right out of grad school. Um, so that's, that's not where I'm at, but, but I will say is that I'm still, that I'm still open. I'm still doing what I love. And, and that to me is successful um, And the growth is still happening, right? The climb is still underway. So I just want to be very clear about that. But I think what's really important when I reflect back on what's helped me so much is like, we kind of started this conversation, which was finding really high quality mentors and that could be, that can be a struggle depending on where you're at. You know, when we think of mentors in person, I know you guys have a great connection down there in Carolina um, with with, with kind of the dynamic that you guys have between the gym and the clinics and and, and all the success you guys are having in that area. And that's super, that's super rare. And so if you don't find it locally, then you need to reach out and and utilize some of these platforms to, to figure out how can I find PTs who are bringing alongside younger PT students or, or the next generation and kind of teaching them what they know, And there's so many that are out there doing it now with with online mentorship platforms. And that's kind of where I got hooked up when I think back 2015. So I was, um, that would have been my second, second, yeah. in my second year of grad school, I think, was when I started um, really getting involved with an online mentorship program. And that's where I met Jeff and I met Gene Chirac And through that, I met Zach Long and set up a great internship with him and just, Kind of kept the wheels turning about higher level physical therapy and really providing next you know the next level outcomes for our patients that they deserve, and so that's really been the crucial piece for me. And I still you know rely on them heavily to this day and, and going forward for just guidance you know in, in tough sticky situations or, or business decisions or you know negotiations and all that standpoint. I think that's that's super huge. Ultimately, though, the motivation has to be there. You have to be fired up about what you're doing and passionate enough to stay in the grind and stay doing it long enough. And um, I think a lot of people maybe now more so than a couple of years ago are, you know, allured by the idea of doing cash PT and are, are finding, you know, Oh, I'll just drop my, drop my hat at the CrossFit gym across town because that seems like a successful area to do it. And if you flip the, if you flipped kind of the script on that a little bit and went to like running, I'm not just going to set up shop at the local running club or something, if I'm if I'm not super into that, that environment in that space, um, I, I think it really has to strike a chord with your passion and kind of who you are as a person to really step out and grind away at something, you know, that's a little, that's still pretty novel. And, you know, not a ton of people are doing it. So really doing some serious self-reflection and some self-awareness about how important it is to you. Um, because I know for me, like, you know, even my girlfriend, I uh, was like, like, you would just die in an outpatient orthopedic clinic. Like, you would just suffocate. And, like, that's just – I would probably get fired for disobedience or, or I don't know what, what would happen. But um, I, I would really struggle in an environment like that because I, I would just – again, this is very generalized. There's probably a ton of great outpatient clinics that I could thrive at. But, but for the most part, like, the, that just goes against my DNA. So, so I think some serious time spent self-reflecting on what's important to you will help you out um, in the long run.
2: Man, I think it's easy to see that passion going through and everything that you put out, man. And you know, before we before we even started this conversation, talking about the you know not only the continuing ed that you put out, but the continuing ed you're taking in regards to becoming a better coach. And and you know, that's something that I'm sure not many uh, physical therapists are also you know having to balance that as well, running a gym, coaching that much, man. Um, and that kind of you know leads me into this course that you know we're taking from you that you're coming down to teach here in Carolina at our gym. Uh, it's really. A good a good indication of like okay if you want to work with this population this course seems to be like a must have so can you talk a little bit about the course that you're coming down here that clinical rehabilitation for the fitness athlete uh, and kind of let us know like what what do we uh, have to expect that weekend?
1: Yeah, so this was built out of a need. So obviously, you know, if we if we go if we circle back for a while, obviously Jeff a dear mentor of mine and reach out to him a ton for help. And he's watching what I'm doing. I'm watching what he's doing. He, he obviously recognizes that I'm deep in this circuit of, of training hard and trying to like keep people training hard. And so he recognizes the need that these athletes, uh, you know, with, with social media getting as popular as it is. And there's so many Instagram accounts now putting out content and more and more of these athletes are recognizing they probably need the help of a, of a physical therapist. And so they're going to their local PT or, or someone down the street and, that PT is is significantly underprepared for for handling them. They come in and start talking about why I have anterior shoulder pain when I'm snatching. And I think it has to do with my setup position. And that PT is like, what, what is a snatch? I need to, I need to go YouTube this and figure this out and clean and jerk my, you know, my overhead position. They're just significantly underprepared if if they don't have that strong CSCS background or, or weightlifting background or, or have dabbled in it from a recreational standpoint. And it's it's not going away. The, the, the underlying facts are this is a market that is exploding. Um, if we look at the at the trends of it, there's sixteen thousand CrossFit affiliates. If we look at the next closest franchise Planet Fitness, I think they have about twelve hundred, you know, locations. So it is exploding and we need to understand these athletes because they're going to be coming into our clinic. They're going to be going somewhere, and if you don't understand them, they're going to find someone else that does, whether that be a chiropractor, whether that be a massage therapist, an acupuncturist. They're going to find a, a clinician that can help solve their issues. And so we recognized this need, and we wanted to build out a course, essentially, that, that deconstructed a lot of these movements and basically provided the essential information necessary to getting a PT in an outpatient orthopedic clinic up and running and, and helping to kind of triage and, and look at some of these movements. And when we really reflect back on it, like what was going to be most useful? Is it a weekend of talking about like loaded protocols and progressions and this and that, or is it going to be a weekend full of like, let's really dive into the most common movements and deconstruct those. And that's, that's what we landed on. Clinicians have a, a really varied background of their clinical reasoning and, and they've done a ton of progressions and, and, you know, movement, um, I guess, kind of prehab rehab type movements. What they don't have a sound understanding of is how to coach and how to correct these movements at a global level. And so that's what we really base the course out of. We, we take the back squat, the deadlift, the press, the pull-up, the clean, the jerk, the snatch, and we really deconstruct them over the course of two days. We get PTs moving, and it's the first time that a lot of these PTs have come to a con-ed course and worn workout clothes all weekend and used the workout clothes all weekend. <laughs> I think a lot of us show up in sweatpants sometimes um, but don't necessarily need need the uh, mobility that comes with workout clothes. I mean, we, we put it to use, and uh, we do a full weekend of, of breaking down these movements, talking about what's the common limiting factors, how to coach, how to correct them, what's what things to screen in what things to screen out and how we make that movement more efficient so that athlete can be successful longer. Um, nothing but good review so far. I mean, we are, we are super excited with what we're putting out there as far as being unmatched in the con circuit and, and really filling a hole that, that is within our profession of, of and I hate, to, I hate to say it, and I hate even coming on podcast and saying that, but if, of truly bridging that gap between strength, conditioning training and rehab i mean we need to take rehab professionals and expose them a little more to that environment and that's what we t- what we aim to do on a weekend course
2: yeah man i think uh you know i'm spoiled you know i moved down to carolina in 2013 and the, the gym that i ended up start training i moved down, when i moved down here for grad school walk in and there's this pt who happens to be my my co-host on here who's in the back squatting mid threes and and you know over there pulling 400 pounds and no you know snatching clean injury. and it's like man like this, uh, you know, that's branded in a cash-based clinic in 2013. Uh, it seems like, uh, you know, for me, that's the norm. I keep forgetting, you know, that around the country, that's not the norm. So uh, it's awesome that this opportunity is available so more people can end up kind of, as you said, bridging that gap a little bit. And, and so when you walk in, they don't look at you uh, like your head's upside down or something when you tell them that you can't, you have problems with your snatch. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Mitch, and, and, you, you
0: know, know, another, another point, point just, just elaborate on what you're saying, saying is, you know i've I've seen some of your instagram posts and you're a pretty pretty good athlete athlete yourself man um and i've heard you talk before i know you subscribe to walking the walk right so can you elaborate a little bit more about just how important it is for physical therapists for us to practice what we preach and why that gives us credibility and commonality with the patients that we see
1: that's super nice compliment man coming from you guys but i've seen your podiums and i've seen the medals that you guys hang around your athletes so i think i got some more work to do myself but uh No, I I think walking the walk is, is, is fundamental. I mean, we can't be out there talking about a healthy lifestyle if we're not living it ourselves. Um, and it really just takes a little bit of discipline and a little bit of integrity in in our message. And it goes a long way when we step into this environment and we work with these athletes and we need to recognize the fact that there is a, there's a value system here. There is a, a ranking order of how we see the world and we just intuitively will rank other individuals who have that same self-respect and self-discipline to 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 you know hold themselves to that standard. And when we go seek out a rehab professional, we want to we want to see that they hold themselves to that standard as well. Jeff says it really good. Jeff Jeff will be the first to tell you. He's like, man, I am not the world's greatest crossfit athlete, but he's been doing crossfit hard for the last two years or so. And he says, look, I don't need to be great at it, but I do need to be practicing it. You know what I mean? I need to be touching that. I need to be touching that corner of like working on my overhead position, working on my endurance. What What's my capacity like with a barbell? You know, what's my, what's my true one rat max strength off the floor. We need to be, we need to be practicing these areas and kind of moving the, moving the needle a little bit further on ourselves so that we have a really, under, really good understanding of what these athletes are doing and how that can kind of display in their training, display in their injury and kind of how that's going to display in their rehab moving forward. You know, I think a lot of, I think a lot of my message gets misinterpreted of if you're going to work with CrossFit athletes, you need to be a good CrossFit athlete. And that's not the case at all. I think um, there are a lot of really sound clinicians that, that drop into CrossFit two to three times a week. And you know what I mean? They know, they know the fundamentals of a kipping pull-up. They know the fundamentals you know, of, of a good power clean and you know, jumping and landing mechanics and so on and so forth. And I think just a little bit of that in your, in your week, in, in your weekly exposure, your daily exposure goes a long way to saying, you know, I do walk the walk. I, I don't have to go to regionals to work with cross athletes. I just have to know what those regional athletes do. Sure. Yeah, for sure.
2: Awesome. No, I think that, that you couldn't have said it any better, man. It definitely, you're right. Athletes, you know, there's that buy-in automatically when they know that you're in the trenches going through a lot of the same things that they're going through too because a lot of other people in their lives probably don't understand exactly what's going on or why they spend so much time in the gym or, you know, why this drives them so much. So having that buy-in off the bat is, is huge.
1: There's so much. There's so much nuance there as well, man. Like, it, you know, I get. I get a lot of people like, well, I don't have to be an Olympian to coach an Olympian, one hundred percent. But if you're working with a with a four hundred meter runner, it would help if you ran a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it, just just for context, just for context alone, being exposed to that, and. and if, you know, I've heard stories of cross athletes going to a PT and they give them a five or a 10 pound kettlebell swing and they're like, what am I doing with this? Like, like I swing a 53 or a 70, you know, tonight I'll be swinging that. And they're like, oh, we're strengthening. It's just, there's so much disconnect there. And if you don't, if you don't have that context, if you don't have that background, you're just, you're going to miss on so many different levels.
0: So elaborate on that, you, you mentioned that a lot of times PTs, we're, we're known for, underdosing and underloading our patients. Do you think that's a reflection of the education? Do you think we have a lack of an educational and conditioning principles in PT school?
1: The short answer is yes. I think most clinicians would, would admit, having gotten their CSCS, and, and I'll be the first to tell you, I don't have my CSCS. I came from a school where they prepared you for that. Um, ACSM heavy, and NSCA heavy. Um, and I was prepped and ready to take that. And um, kind of my process with grad school got in the way um I, I i clearly have a much more crossfit dominant you know certification background but regardless having that skill and that understanding understanding the fundamentals of periodization understanding you know stimulus recovery adaptation like overload specificity these are things that we need to know and we teach in our course of like look you get these few fundamentals correct and you're on a whole different level of playing field right We we come from an area where like these these movement gurus or like these, these regressions and these fun little movements, you know, get a lot of views on Instagram, but how do you load that? How do you progress that over time? Like, why is that specific to the individual who wants their deadlift, you know, to improve? And so these are the things that you get with, with a strength and conditioning, you know, CSCS type background um, that, that are super important moving forward. And we underdose because our clientele that we typically see and, you know, the general clientele that we see are underloaded individuals from a, from a start. And so our goal is to kind of encourage or induce more movement in their lifestyle and more load in their lifestyle. You step into an environment where most of our athletes, we're trying to manage that load. We're trying to pull back the reins a little bit. And, and then do, prescribing load is a whole different, whole different cap. And so we talk about like, man, you know, what is, what is truly a heavy isometric for, you know, Doris? you know, who might be 72 coming into your clinic and what's a heavy isometric for Brandon or Josh, you know, who comes in with a 400 plus pound back squat and you're trying to load their patellar tendinopathy, you know, what's, what's heavy for them? What, what feels like it's dose appropriately for them. And we got to have, we got to understand that continuum and it's that second half for that, that right wing half of that continuum that we need to spend a little bit more time.
2: No, that makes total sense, man. I think you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head and it's a awesome that you know ice as an organization and and you specifically are putting out uh, options you know for you know future clinicians like myself or clinicians like brandon who who want and need to learn more about this topic and so we've we've been talking about this course that we're that we're hosting but i know that's just one element of multiple that that you guys with ice have put out in this realm uh so you talk a little bit about you know the all three kind of all three, I guess, options for, you know, clinicians who want to treat the fitness athlete, maybe what some of the differences are in those and why someone, you know, should really look into, you know, pursuing, you know, taking all three of these.
1: Totally. So the progression was kind of started with like, you know, we need to get information out there in this, this eight week online platform that we were kind of playing around with seemed to be a really good fit for that. We, we, it's an interactive platform. We have weekly check ins. We have weekly go to meetings. We're on our we're on our group Facebook page every day of the week, and that's really where we started. Is the essential foundations, you know, that was that was like, look, we're going to lay out the important lecture principles, like understanding training load, load management, psychosocial variables to loading. You know, what are some red flags? What are some commonly injured areas? But along the process of, of, of sprinkling in those lectures. We're hammering out the, uh, the the key movements all all throughout those eight weeks, you know. So we're kicking things off with the back squat. And we're transitioning to the front squat, and so on and so forth. And clinicians who are in this course are seeing other clinicians move the weight at a varying skill level, who are pre- you know presenting a lot of different movement faults or and movement variability, and they're starting to hone in their coach's eye a little bit where they typically lack, right? Where they where they're not sure how do I really look and assess a back squat, and what are some what are some clinical things that I'm thinking of? Where, when do I know that I want to screen in and out ankle dorsiflexion? When, do, when am I thinking that this might be more of a motor control, you know, stability issue for this athlete rather than a true mobility issue. And so they're kind of honing that, that coach's eyes. They go to the course and that's our, that's our eight week online essential foundations course. What we also recognize through that was like, there's a lot of clinicians, who are coming with a tremendous cross CrossFit background, who have a really good coach design, who have taken a lot of continuing ed in this environment, and who are really excited. And that's where Zach Long really came alongside really nicely and helped build out the advanced concepts course. So that's another eight-week online course. I help them co-teach that where we essentially dive deeper into look, your clinician, you want to step into this CrossFit environment full time. You want to make this your your full time breadwinner. Here are some here are some deeper things you're going to need to know. We're going to deep dive into programming, strength programming. We're going to deep dive into CrossFit programming, gymnastics, Olympic weightlifting at a deeper level. How do we scale and regress athletes uh, so that we can keep them training despite an injury that might happen, and really be that hybrid. Uh, coach rehab professional that that a box is really going to appreciate having having inside and that's where the advanced concepts course kind of came in ultimately we recognized that we couldn't quite close the loop until we like met live with individuals with clinicians and helped them diagnose triage coach correct this movement in person and really see what that looks like you know putting hands on and that's where the live course really came together what are the key concepts from both our online courses? What are the things that we can't quite do over Skype, over FaceTime, or over over Facebook? Um, and, and that's really where really we put the uh, the rubber to the road at the live course and kind of bring a lot of these concepts home. All three of these courses are independent from one another, so we tell clinicians they can start and, and drop into any piece where they really feel like they apply. Uh, we have a certification meaning like you take all three of our courses, uh, we're certified clinical management of the fitness athlete through ICE. Um, so that's kind of our certification process along that line. But we have a lot of clinicians who, who might just drop in for the live course, who might just drop in for the advanced concepts and circle back around and take something at a, at a later date as well. So that's what we've built out in our fitness athlete division uh, through the Institute of Clinical Excellence. Super proud of that.
2: Man, that, you should be. That is, that is really comprehensive, man. I know having taken a lot of continuing ed in the fitness world, there aren't many – you know other continuing education op- options that are that comprehensive that hit that many different areas of something, and it seems like at ICE, you guys are just have freaking star-studded cast of of practitioners creating these courses, man. Between yourself and Zach and Ryan with this fit- fitness athlete division, Jeff, I know um, Brandon uh, knows uh, Dunaway really well, and he's got some great course through there. It seems like, man, you guys, it's like the all-star team, you know, putting out these courses, man.
0: You know, hat tip to
1: the fearless leader, Jeff Moore himself. And when he started this company a long time ago, him, you know, Eric Chaconis, Jason London, and some of the original guys I'd known alongside of him, you know, where they where they had this mission of, like, really creating PT 2.0. Like, what are the things that, that this next generation of physical therapists need to know? Let's cut the BS. Let's get right down to the facts. Here's the best science. Here's the best evidence that we have right now. And here's what's going to get your patients better. And really understanding what are the key markets? What are the, what are the key, you know, kind of sub-communities that are going to be coming into our clinics? Injured runner, you know, that's something like Jason London nails. You know, how do we help manage a runner who's, who's battling some stuff? You know, bike fit is another thing that he's working alongside and kind of helping that clinician diversify their profile a little bit and helping kind of suit that triathlete-type individual cyclist that comes into your clinic. You know, Eric Taconis comes alongside with his – immense academia experience and knowledge PhD down there at um, St. Augustine. And, you know, he comes alongside and talks about extremity management, you know, shoulders, knees, hips, uh, et cetera. Like what's the best emerging evidence and what are the key techniques that you need to know to be successful there? Obviously you got Justin Dunaway in in characters that are are teaching a manipulation course as well as the pain pain science um, and education course, which is the pain course is all eight week online. And that is an immense course as well. Um, there's just so many that we could list on and on. We have the performance of the of the dancer dance performance. Um, we have you know the, the APHPT certification with Mike Eisenhart, which is just another tremendously emerging field of, of, of working in population health. It, it is it is completely humbling to be or in the room with those individuals and, and to see at the level at which they operate and um, and to watch and to be a part of the courses that they put out um, because it's unified in the mission of like we're truly going to change the profession to help serve the people that we're serving. You know, we need to, we have a, a, a big, a big problem on our hands with surgery and opioid and, and not managing pain well and not getting good outcomes. And, um, and everyone's unified on the mission of like, we, we need to educate physical therapists better uh, so that we can solve this issue once and for all.
0: Now, are these courses just for clinicians and students or is it open to coaches as well? If they want to take it.
1: We open our fitness division to some PTAs and coaches who are, what we'd consider higher level. They obviously can't complete the certification process. You know that we reserve for PTs. And, and we also, you know, kind of acknowledge on the front end, there's going to be some stuff here that's, that's not geared towards you or might be, might be a little deeper than, than what you're familiar. Um, but we recognize the fact that there are a handful of coaches who, who want some next level information and, A lot of the information, the content that we're putting out to the fitness athlete course could be super well applied to a coach um, within their scope of practice as well. So we do allow in a few coaches. And that's obviously that's not where we're marketing towards. Uh, We want to help the physical therapist kind of become a better coach in that standpoint. But but two in the same.
0: Awesome. Well, Mitch, this is going to be my first fitness athlete seminar, but I heard a rumor that we're going to get a lot in. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah man. Yeah, yeah we got we can't we can't do a fitness athlete weekend and not work out a little bit. Oh, yeah. um, and that's got, that, that, go ahead, man.
2: I said, Yeah, we're in the heart of the open at that time, man. We might be uh we might be hitting a uh, a pretty tough workout at that. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, hit a hard one Friday and Monday and then an easy one Saturday night, right? Um th- th- that's it's kind of gotten a bad rap a little bit. Like some people are like really legitimately scared about it. Oh, this workout. It's like, <laughs> it's not the case at all. You know, like we circle back around like walking the walk, right? And, and at ICE, you know, as a company, you know, we believe that exercise is important. We believe we should be moving more. And so we try to make it a point at all the courses to get some sort of workout in, you know, whether it be optional at the end of day one or day two, what, what have you. of Like, Hey, let's go for a quick run or, or let's get a quick, Body weight AMRAP in, in in ten minutes at the end of at the end of Saturday, you know, before we go out for dinner and drinks or something, it, it, it's just something that helps bond the, the people who come to the course a little bit more as well. And for our fitness athlete course, it tends to be the first exposure a lot of clinicians get to, to true CrossFit. You know, like what what does this look like? What I like to look at it is it's a, it's a movement competency. Uh, you know, tests at the end of day one. So we're going to cover a lot of movements on our day one, uh, the uh, the back squat, the front squat, the press, et cetera. And we can apply some of the principles into action immediately. Right. So I'm going to pick one movement from that day, you know, apply it with another, another maybe gymnastic piece or monostructural piece. And we'll just kind of go after it. And so they'll get a feel of, of what it's like, not just to do a deadlift fresh, but to do a deadlift under fatigue when they're breathing hard for a lot of rounds, you know, 10, 12, 14 minutes in what that feels like then. You know, it's not meant to crush people like the old days of CrossFit, like hammer them and leave them on the floor in a pool of their own sweat. More or less, just to kind of apply some of them principles and get a taste for what that feels like, and then high five and head out and grab a drink and grab some food afterwards.
0: It's, it's gonna be fun. It's a blast. It's a blast. Uh, it's it's,
2: it's it, well, about about a month away, and I know I, you know, there, there are still a few spots available in our Columbia course. Uh, that's March 10th and 11th uh you know two full days it's it's action-packed it's definitely one that you are going to get your money's worth and then i know you guys are all over so if they can't for some reason make this course um you know i know there's one i think in georgia right before it and there's some in in north carolina and i know zach said he's going out west and teaching it so it seems like they're uh there these courses are around everywhere
1: We're getting on the road quite a bit in 2018, which we're super excited about. The East Coast, we got a a bunch of locations all the way up from, you know, Connecticut, New York, clear down to Florida at the end of the year. So, and then, yeah, Zach's spreading out across the West Coast, or West Coast, rather. Uh, We've got a Tennessee course lined up. So, having a ton of fun getting out there and and just getting with like-minded individuals, you know, who recognize the need, who recognize um, the need for the education as well. And so, getting together and having some fun for two days, you know.
0: Awesome,
2: man, well, awesome. hey, we can't appreciate it enough. Brand. you got anything you want to add as we're uh, finishing up here?
0: Mitch, I just want to thank you for your time, man. This is a great episode. And if people want to contact you or look you up, where's the best place to find you?
1: For sure, man. I mean, I'm on social media a bunch, so hit me up on Instagram. You can find my link at, at Dr. Mitch GPT over there. I'm putting out my stuff. Um, you know, the gym that I work at, CrossFit Two Way Bar West, you can find me linking that a bunch. My clinic is Fitness TX, as you mentioned before um you can hit me up at mitch.babcock at ice.physio that's my email there if you you want to reach out for any questions you can find all that listed on the ice physio website too as well that's ice.physio for the website there so a lot of different places to hit me up and reach me and and i welcome all of it and uh, happy to help as much as i can
2: yeah, man, we can't thank you enough for your time. I uh, can't wait for you to get down here too, man. I wish it was not—you know—I wish it wasn't a month away. I'm ready to, to sit down and, and chat more, man. It's going to be an awesome experience, and hopefully, some more listeners that are, that are thinking about it will will jump on board as well. Um, as always, guys, uh, if you could, please go to iTunes and, and leave us a review. That's really how we reach more people, how we move the meter, uh, get in front of, uh, of more people. And that's what we're just trying to do, trying to start that conversation. Uh, if you can, leave us a review, leave a question or a comment. Uh, lately, we've been taking a lot of those questions and turning them into episodes. So please leave a question or a comment there for us, uh, and we will try to do our best to talk about it. Uh, if you want to find out more info, you can check us out on Instagram at Better Faster Podcast or online at our website, www.betterfasterpodcast.com. If you want to find more about me, go to com or at CPT underscore strength. And then Brandon and Vertex at Vertex PT or vertexpt.com. Mitch, thank you again, man. Great episode. Uh, and uh, we can't wait to have you down here.
1: Thank you guys so much, and I'm looking forward to it. By the way, we just got hammered with snow, so, yeah, a month away. It could be next week, and i would be happy about it. I need to get out of this snowy winter rain. Yeah, I think
2: it was hitting hit 70 some point this week. Uh, I believe so. Oh,
1: don't don't rub it in like that.
2: <laughs> hey, anytime. You want to come down and hit the first open workout of here, too? You're more than welcome. I'm
1: in. Sign me up.
2: All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you guys later. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialists. One patient per doctor of physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The
1: best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.